thank y'all for tuning in. Um, first things first, I want to give uh, a few shout outs to some people that um, I feel like need shouting out that helped me get to the point where I am to get the podcast going. So, first things first, um, shout out to Shakara at Grape Ink Design. Um, she is an amazing graphic designer. She did my logo, my banner um, that I have on Twitter. She did my um, launch promo flyer. So she's an amazingly talented woman. So if y'all have any graphic design needs, I would definitely um, look her up on Facebook. That's Grapes Like the Fruit, Ink Design. She's amazing. You won't regret it, I promise. Um, I also want to shout out New Era for my music. He is amazingly talented. One of the best producers I know. So, um, if you have any need for music or just want to reach out to somebody who's amazingly musically inclined, I would definitely hit you, hit him up. So shout out to you, New Era. I uh, graciously appreciate you so much. Um, a special shout out <clears throat> goes to my little sister, Khadijah. Um, she has really been a very supportive player behind the scenes. She has, um, helped me gather my information to getting my podcast together my episodes and she um caught me off several ledges for not wanting to do this and kept me motivated kept me inspired so um shout out to her and i love you and thank you so much for your support i love and thank everybody who's listening right now for your support and um yeah i appreciate each and every one of y'all this is something that i've been wanting to do i've been told to do and i've been putting it off so we're finally here And I thank each and every one of y'all for rocking with me while I take this little journey of mine. So without further ado, this is episode one of Tori's Take. Hey y'all, thank you for staying tuned in. We're going to jump right into this episode. A lot has been going on in the world, y'all. We are in the midst of a televised revolution. They told us it was the revolution was going to be televised, and it most definitely is. We live in an era of everything being recorded and documented and posted. And we all know how fast things travel when they're posted, right? Um, so we are definitely in the middle of a historic moment. This is definitely one for the books. And people are mad. People are upset. Why are they upset? Why are you upset, Tori? I'm glad you asked. They are upset because black lives actually matter. Oh my gosh. Who thought black lives matter? They are upset that black lives happen to matter and that we are making noise and our cause is gaining traction like it never has before. There have been other black lives, uh, black lives matter movements and protests, but this one, this one is gaining traction and I could not be happier to be alive in these moments to see it. Um, to live through it and bear witness to it. Um, There have been way too many deaths to name, um, both at the hands of police brutality and just racist citizens. Um, And we're just saying enough is enough. And we're saying it in a major way, so major, in fact, that we have all shades of people that are allies to the cause. We have uh, major celebrities, both um, black and non-people of color, that are using their platforms to make statements and speaking out against the police brutality and speaking out against injustice and, you know, shout out to them for finally recognizing it and wanting to 
say something and 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 bring awareness to the cause um the ceo of amazon has even come out and basically said that if you're a racist i don't care if you don't shop at amazon i don't want you to anyway and i appreciate that because he's not he's not missing out on any money you know and it takes people to recognize that the black dollar means something and you know there really isn't any room in this country for racism so shout out to everybody who is an ally to the black lives movement but if you find yourself saying but wait tori i'm not a racist i ain't did nothing racist well i don't think i'm a racist well, how, how do i know if i'm racist i'm here to tell you today good people i'm gonna tell you today how you can find out if in fact you are racist and we're gonna find out have you ever found yourself being a bit too overly friendly to a person of color so that you don't appear or come off as racist if you answer yes you might be racist um for example if you've ever uh, seen a black person and found yourself getting that high-pitched voice hi you know an extra bubbly and extra friendly for no fucking reason at all you might be racist um we don't require all the extra we just want we want your respect that's it plain and simple we want your fucking respect we want to, and we want to, and we want to be respected and we want to know that our presence means something other than you know debilitating fear in your mind and in your heart so we don't need the extra we just need you we need you to chill and we just need you to respect us all right um have you ever had uncomfortable or racist thoughts even if you never acted on them or verbalized them if the answer is yes chances are you might be a racist because if you would think them chances are you'll do them if with enough courage or enough you know provoking you might do them so if you can think it you'll do it so that's the thing have you ever passed judgment on a person's preferences based on their race for example have you ever been to a company potluck and you got your spread and you see this fried chicken and you stop and say hey who brought the fried chicken was it you karen and if karen is a person of color you're probably racist because why karen gotta be the one who brought the fried chicken so that's the type of stuff we're talking the little kikis y'all have at the expense of the little watermelon jokes and the grape soda that, that's some racist shit so if you've ever made a joke about any any stereotype of a black person or any any person of color you're probably racist um if you found yourself asking your token black friend and by token i mean that those that one or two black people that you keep around so that in the midst of a racist you know race baiting conversation you say oh but i'm not racist because i got i got the, the two black friends that those are your token black friends but if you've ever found yourself asking your token black friend for advice as if they are the commissioner of all black relations you're probably racist for example during all this black lives matter hoopla if you ever said let, let me give tyrone a ring and see if he can explain to me why all these black people are mad you're probably mad you're probably racist because why does tyrone have to explain break it down to you why we're mad google will do that for you you can do a quick hey siri and she'll tell you you know she'll look you up some points and tell you point you in the right direction of why we're mad you don't have to call and bother tyrone leave that man alone you know so there's that one 
um, if you ever caught yourself acting a certain way because of a person's race, you might be racist. For example, little white lady walking down the street sees um, a black man heading in her direction. Clutch at that person, little tight. They're probably racist. Um, white man walking through a building building that has may have some a gym and you see a group of black people working out at said gym and if you stop to say hey what are you doing here do you belong here you're probably fucking racist minding your business is free try it you might just save a life um let's see hi if you can keep up with how many black people you know or have as a friend or in your family you're probably racist I personally cannot count how many non-people of color that I know and love because it doesn't matter to me. I don't care. I don't keep count. I just love who loves me. And so that's what you should try. Try having a little love in your heart. And then maybe, just maybe, we can together abolish racism. Um, if you've ever found yourself saying all lives matter, or trying to justify injustice in any way, you're probably racist. Because how can all lives matter if black lives don't? Right? So, we don't need you out here trying to explain to us why all lives matter while we're trying to explain to you why our lives matter. So, if you answer yes to any of these questions, or if any of these marks may have hit a, hit a nerve, Stay tuned for me, and I'm going to tell you how you can in not be a racist, but instead be an ally to the movement. Y'all stick with me. Welcome back, y'all. Welcome back. So now that we've addressed your racism, we're going to talk about how you can convert yourself to allies. If that's indeed what you want to do, you know, we're going to talk about how can I, I too, wish to be with, you know, affiliate myself with the Black Lives Matter movement. I'm going to tell you how. I'm going to tell you how you can do that. Step number one, silence equals complicity. So if you think just because you haven't said anything or done anything racist and you're not a racist, you would be wrong, my friend. Sitting on the sidelines while racist fuck shit is taking place doesn't make you any less racist you know you're gonna have to put yourself in uncomfortable situations to assist us in abolishing racism you can't merely just be present and be neutral this isn't a switzerland situation you can't just be neutral and be quiet and think that oh well oh phew that was close i almost thought i was gonna have to do something about that yeah you are you, you, you are. You cannot sit on the sidelines and do nothing and call yourself an ally. You have to speak up. You have to use your voice. You have to say something. So during this entire thing, and, and be mindful. This, like I said, this is an era of social media. If you indeed have black friends, they are watching your social media. They are watching to see what you're going to say and what you're not going to say. And during this entire situation, if you have not said not one thing, about anything that's been going on, trust and believe, they got something for that ass. Nobody 
black is just gonna sit back and let their non-people of color friends not say anything in any way, you know, any shape, form, or fashion, not say anything about this movement, and then think, still think they're gonna rub elbows with you at the next shindig. It's not happening. You have to say something. You're gonna have to, this is the moment, this is a very definitive moment, you're gonna have to pick a side. You're either racist or you're not. And if you're not, you're gonna have to say something. You just point blank period. You're gonna need to educate yourself. Read. Y'all love to read. Barnes and Noble's been booming for years because of y'all. Read. Have a deep, meaningful conversation with your people of color friends saying, hey, you know, how can I figure out? <coughs> how can I figure out? How can I be down? How can I, you know, I never knew all of this stuff was going on. Teach me. Ask some, ask some questions. Ask some questions and have some deep, real conversations. And, and I'm pretty sure they'll, they'll fill you in. If they really feel like you're genuine and you really want to know, and you really don't want to live in the dark anymore, they will fill you in. <clears throat> Pick up a few books like White Fragility by Robin D'Angelo or The New Jim Crow by Michelle Alexander. Or hell, listen to Jade Elliott. She's been trying to school y'all for years. Y'all done call her crazy. Y'all done call her all kind of shit. <clears throat> She's been trying to school y'all for years. So just, you know, pull up a YouTube video, you know, Google, you know, simple, right? It's, it's, it's at your fingertips, in the palm of your hand, it's in your pocket, you know, information, look for it. Um, next is going to be white privilege. <clears throat> You're going to have to understand that it is, it, is, it is a real thing. You have it and you need to use it to help us abolish racism. It's a very real thing. It's a very powerful thing, you know. But to to pretend that it doesn't exist or it's, oh that's a myth. It's white privilege is not a unicorn. It's real. It's something y'all have. I'm gonna let me give you a fine example of white privilege. Have you ever been pulled over by the police and been happily greeted at the window? Hey, hey, officer. Oh, you need my license or registration? Okay. What what did I do? What did I get pulled over for? And you were able to get in through that whole encounter. Well, thank you, officer. You have a great day. Bye. And pull off that in and of itself is white privilege. Do you know how many black lives have been taken at the hands of police just merely for a traffic stop? A taillight being out, failing to yield at a stop sign, just something simple. And then that person's life has been snuffed out due to a simple traffic stop. That is white privilege. And you have to understand that you possess it and know how to use it to be an, uh, an, an allegiant ally to this cause. <clears throat> Stop telling us to get over it. That is probably the most disrespectful fucking thing that white people do. And it's gotta stop. Y'all have been telling us for years to get over it. But how do y'all expect us to get over 400 years of oppression and current day racism and social injustice when y'all are still telling us to, to remember September 11th every fucking year we got to build the twin towers with the flag in the background the goddamn eagle and never forget never forget I get it it was a tragic moment I remember being in high school and 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 I think being in an economics class or something and seeing it on tv as it was happening I remember crying about it because at that moment that I was seeing it being broadcast on that tv 
people were actively dying and it touched me. But how dare you expect for me to always remember those lives that were lost, but expect for me to forget the hundreds of lives that were lost during the transatlantic slave trade, the hundreds of lives that were lost on the plantation, and the hundreds of lives that were lost after the emancipation. And the, and the hundreds of lives that are still currently being lost due to racism and social injustice and police brutality. Don't tell us to get over it. We'll get over it when it's over. Okay? So, now that we have spoken on how to be an ally, how do, what are the next steps in the movement? What are the next steps in the Black Lives Matter movement? And how can we facilitate real change? Um... One, you can stop throwing Black History Month in our fucking face. Like, that's supposed to mean something to us, okay? It doesn't, you know. Uh, we appreciate it, cool. But you gave us the shortest month of the year because, like, you're acknowledging that, well, y'all ain't got no history, so what you need 30, 31 days for? Take care. It's February. No. No. <clears throat> we didn't ask for it, and we will gladly give it back to you. But in exchange, we're going to require that you teach our children real history, real African-American history, the truth about where we came from and how America came to be. Stop trying to sell us this bullshit that Christopher Columbus sailed over here and peacefully discovered an uninhabited land. Y'all know damn well it ain't true. That man sailed his ass over here, found a land full of indigenous people, lied to them, stole from them, raped, pillaged, killed, and then claimed the land as his own. Then went over to another continent, stole a whole gang of people from over there, brought them back here to work the land for him, get the land ready for him and his folk. Tell the truth. It's time for the truth to be told. Y'all don't want us to have a Black History Month? Fine. We don't need it. But tell the truth. Stop whitewashing history. Stop whitewashing every fucking thing. Be honest about the fact that this country was built on the backs of other people. And y'all have just been reaping the benefits from it for all these years. Tell the truth. And we'll gladly give y'all them 28 ashy-ass days back. Stop labeling us as destructive. That's the next one. Because if indeed we are destructive, it's a learned behavior. We got all of it from you. The looting, the rioting. We got it from you. Oh, you want to know how? Well, let's think back to the Boston Tea Party. Huh? Oh, that's not good enough for you? Well, let's just think back to KKK lynchings and cross burning. That's still, that's not the same thing. Oh, well, let's go back as far as the Tulsa massacre bombing. Oh, do we want to talk about Seneca Village and how there was a prominent affluent community of black people living in New York next to Central Park and white folks were such in a tizzy that black folk were making it? They used eminent domain to force those people out of their homes and then they bulldozed it and built Central Park over it. That don't sound destructive? Oh, that ain't good enough? Well, let's talk about two, uh, 2013 in Boston when the Red Sox won and y'all showed y'all asses over there near Fairway Park. Tipping over cars, looting, burning up shit. That's, oh, that's not the same thing? So y'all can't talk to us about rioting and looting because we're doing it for a cause. Even if it is us, we're doing it for a cause. We're doing it to save our lives. Y'all did it because the Red Sox won. You're not gonna, we're not gonna throw rocks and hide our hands. So don't, don't, don't speak to us about rioting and looting. Stop bringing that shit up because we are not the only race that 
riot and loot. And lastly, not being so quick to point out black on black crime to us, we, we, we know, we, we, we live it, we live in it, we see it. I mean, crying out loud, you're locking up all our men behind it, but we, we know. We get, we, we get that we have a very real issue with black on black crime, but can we focus on the here and the now? Can we focus on the fact that we can't really pay attention to doing anything about black on black crime because, gee willikers, y'all are killing us. You can't do anything about us because y'all won't leave us alone to deal with us. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna focus, we're gonna drill in and focus on making sure that we live in a safe environment and then we'll work on dealing with our own shit. But we're gonna need y'all to worry about y'all and then we'll worry about us. That's where we're gonna be on that because where we are currently, we've made some real progress. I'm not gonna lie. I, I sit back and I've shed some tears behind just how much traction a lot of this has gotten. We've, you know, we've gotten people you know, that I wouldn't have even thought of to make statements behind, you know, the Black Lives Matter movement and stating that they, oh, I stand with the Black Lives. You know, people are standing with us. We're making noise. People are hearing us, you know, but we need more change. We need more. We need more real change. We need policies in place. We need, um, we still need justice. You, you know, we still need justice for Breonna Taylor, George Floyd, Kendrick Johnson, Ahmaud Arbery, and many, many more. It's not over. There are so many lives that were snuffed out at the hands of police brutality. And I feel like every last one of those cases need to be reopened. All the way back to Eric Garner, I don't care, like, all of that shit can be reopened. It can. It very much so can. Every case that has that, that in some kind of way, dealing with a officer killing somebody, I don't give a fuck if they're black, white, orange, purple, or brown. If an officer had something to do with someone dying, every last one of those cases need to be reopened, reinvestigated, and retried. Because they hide behind their badge. And they do things because they know it's going to be very hard to convict them. And that is not right. Just because they're the police does not mean that they should live under a different set of laws than we do. They are still citizens. They just so happen to be citizens with a fucking uniform on. They're still citizens. So we still need that just, we need answers. <clears throat> Here recently during this Black Lives Matter movement, there have been real live lynchings, not modern day lynchings like they call Ahmaud Arbery situation. Real actual black bodies hanging from trees and we need answers and we need justice for robert fuller malcolm harsh and dominique alexander we need to find out who the fuck did this and they need to be tried for a hate crime period this i mean it's, it's, it's ridiculous and this goes back to y'all telling us to get over it how do we how do we get over some shit that happened the last Lynching was 1950, it's 2020, and we got black bodies hanging from trees. How do we get over that? I'm a mother, I have two sons and a daughter. 
how do I tell them that they got to be extra careful because they might go out there to play and not come home? Tamir Rice went to a fucking park as a, as a child and his mama didn't, he didn't come home to his mama. I have a 13 year old son. How do I tell him that he can't wear a fucking hoodie to the store to grab his Skittles and his tea because <laughs> he might not make it home. So you can't tell us to get over it. You cannot. That is not something you can tell us. When We will get over it when it's over. You know, we still need to dismantle the KKK and call it for what the fuck it is. It's a domestic terrorist organization. Period. There's no sugaring it up, sweetening it up, trying to know. It is a terrorist organization. And it has been going strong for many, many years. Because it's being backed by some of the most powerful people in this country. That's why they wear the hood. Because if you were that bold, you wouldn't cover your face. You would want people to know, oh, I'm a KKK member. You would want it to be known. But you hide behind the mask because you're coward. And because you know that you sit in some of the most powerful seats in this in this country. And that that, just simply wearing that mask and being affiliated with that organization could cause you harm. We definitely need to dismantle the KKK and, and call it for what it is. They're a bunch of fucking terrorists. That this is really the land of the free there's no no room for a terrorist organization to be able to thrive on this soil there should be no room for it so that would be a major step that would be a major win is to get that shit dismantled um and we still need to you know rewrite legislation and we need to get these corrupt people out of these positions of power know um locally you know look google and look into your local government you know find out who is in these seats of power the attorney general the uh, district attorney and you know people like that and if they're not doing what they need to be doing for your community vote them out it's as simple as that y'all if these motherfuckers are not serving the community so that's what they're that's what they're there for that's why they need your vote because they're supposed to be serving you if they're not, vote them the fuck out. Because these people are affiliated to and tied to the police force. And that's how these police officers get off on killing us without conviction. So they're not. these people are not serving the community the way they need to, vote them out. And then most importantly in November, vote 45 the fuck out of the White House. He, 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 he's done his time. He's, he's got to play dress up and he you know he didn't did, did a little it's time for him to go we came out in droves to vote in obama so we need to come out an even bigger one to vote him out and if you don't agree with biden okay but google do the research find out who your candidate is and then vote for them but whatever you do you have to show up and you have to vote donald trump out of the white house you can't sit back and just say, well, I ain't voting because it don't even matter. It does. It does. It absolutely fucking matters. Because that is that is how your voice is being heard. We can protest all day long, but we have to go out there and do the legwork. We got to go out there and make the noise. And that's how we make noise in them polls. And they're going to do their thing. They're going to try to rig polls and yada, yada. But if we show up with the numbers, numbers don't lie. So you got to go out there and vote. Um, we still need to defund, demilitarize, and or 
disband these corrupt police forces. We've seen it in Minneapolis, and we need to see it everywhere. In every, in all 50 states, in every fucking city, town, we need to see these police uh, forces either being disbanded or see some real reform happening. Because they are too, they have too much power. Absolutely too much power, and power that they are abusing. And I'm not saying that all cops are bad. I have an uncle that was a police officer. I have a great uncle that retired as a police officer. I have friends that are police officers, amazing black men. But the few, the very small few that are good, can't do anything up against the, the many that are corrupt. So with that being said, we need to we need to we need to do to deal with this. Something needs to be done. You know, um, with these protests, you know, you have peaceful protesters, civilians out here, um, unarmed, being met with police officers that are so fucking heavily militarized, they look like fucking Master Chief from Halo. It's unnecessary. And then they're out here with rubber bullets, shooting them, like, headshots with rubber bullets and shooting fucking tear gas in the peaceful protest. Like, why? Why are they allowed to do that? It's unnecessary. And until we've done all of this, we can't truly make this country great. This country will never be great for all until these things are done and these changes are done. We want to talk about making America great? Let's make it great for everybody. And we can't truly say that the country is great until we've done what needs to be done. And it's going to take all of us to do it because in order for us to all feel like true Americans, we all have to use our voice to make a change. And we need to, you know, deal with people and deal with evil and tackle it head on. And I appreciate y'all for taking the time to listen to what I have to say, and that's my take.